Hello and welcome back Boneheads. This is Rich and I'm joined once again by Ben. Hey everybody, on today's episode, episode 25, we're going to be talking about specialist tournaments, why we all love Blood Bowl, and the usual games, hobby and star players. But today we have a very special guest. We are joined by Rob. Hey Rob, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. So Rob is based in North Wales and runs a couple of tournaments over there. And we're very lucky to say he's been supporting us with the podcast since we really started. Yeah, it really has. Um, and uh, dangerously for him, he's uh, almost as crazy for Blood Bowl as we are, <laughs> <laughs> if not more so. And as we're going to be talking about specialist tournaments, you've already run one. And I know you've attended at least one, so it made sense to get you on and talk about, which we will do in our first topic for the day. So we're going to move on to news. Okay, so news, what have we got this week? Um, there's nothing new on Kickstarter, unfortunately, or Indiegogo. Um, everybody's just decided to, to give it a break just before Christmas, I reckon. However, there are a number of things that are potentially coming up in the pipeline. So Hungry Troll are releasing a squig team very soon. So we are looking at something that we think is potentially goblins, but they haven't released much information on it at all. Yeah, it's just a teaser now for the squig team, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. I mean, I reckon we could turn it into the, um, the, the squig team. <laughs> the, uh, the secret scripting but um, at the moment it just it looks like it's going to be a, a funny little take on goblins mm, this it, it is my... from the looks of it it's looking like it's for the fumble secret team not the stunty league team is that oh. what you were going to say Rob? I was going to say actually, I think you could probably use it for underworld so you have the goblins as the skaven and the squigs as the goblins yeah yeah I see that it's got a it's got a massive squig it's got two massive squigs, and the fumble team has got a cave squig and a mangler in it. And I wonder if if the big guys, because there's a couple of huge squigs in that. The trolls. Oh, it could be the trolls, yeah. Could be the trolls, yeah. I'll be interested to see how that actually pans out and, and the way they, they move forward with it. But there's um, probably a couple of different things you can do with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's definitely going to be different ways of, of being able to utilise it, 100%. A lot of the companies that do different models do build them so that you can have you can run them as multiple teams. We've seen it with the special stunty ones, haven't we, with like a couple of the other ones where you can use them for various stunty teams. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, it works really well. See that people are trying something a little bit different as well. So most of these look very old school, although there is a frog squig, and there is a squig that looks like a terrifying version of the blue dude from Monsters University. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> oh, no, no, the green dude, Mike Wazowski. Oh, Mike Wazowski. Oh, that one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know the one you mean. Yeah, um, again, Hungry Troll did good stuff anyway, so um, the quality looks great. But we don't have a price, we don't have a release date. All we do is there's just this this uh, teaser pit, which uh, Joe from the Entoyment League tagged us in. He did, he did indeed. So, hi, Thanks, Joe. Joe. Um, are any studios are um, re-releasing, or just re-released their three most popular teams by the looks of it, the, the Lizards, the Skaven, and the Slam. So they do a load of teams and a load of models, but the price is... I say, I say it's, here, isn't it, it? it's high. It's, it's probably cheaper than Games Workshop Star Players, but yeah. the teams are so expensive. So each one of these teams they've just re-released in resin, the Rodents, the Amphibians, and the... Something. Ceratops. Yeah, Ceratops. They're 100 euros each. They are 100 euros each. Rob, um, did you get a chance to have a look at these? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, I mean, they they look like they're really good teams for some people, but just, they didn't grab me particularly. I don't know. I, I, I didn't, I, I don't know, didn't like them. The difficult thing is, like, for 100 pounds, well, 100 euros, which these days is basically 100 pounds, yeah. um, 
it's a very cool team. They look like big models, but I think if I was going to go for an alternative lizard build, uh, Fanaf do the the frogs ones that we saw. They do. And yeah, they're, the they're a bit cheaper. Yeah, exactly. Yes, they're a bit <laughs> yep. cheaper, and um, the models are probably about the same size. They're still, you know, they're still horses for courses. So yeah, RNE Studios. We mentioned them a couple of times. They mm. they do some wonderful models, and they actually post on the Blood Bowl news community. Quite regularly saying do. we've done this, these are out. Yeah, cool. sometimes I do the, the star players for free and discount and things like that as well, mm. don't they? Yeah, deal of the day and things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the the I don't the, the models themselves individually just didn't look bad. It's just it wasn't an aesthetic that particularly appealed to me. And also for a hundred quid I would kind of be expecting things like coaches, assistant coaches, cheerleaders, tokens, yeah, that kind of complete teamness. Point. And they didn't they didn't have that. It's it's more money than I was looking to spend on the team, so I probably stopped looking at that point. Yeah. So when we look at Kickstarters, we look at about seventy five pounds yeah. for the full team, and you've always got extras in the always oh, dice and tokens and things like that. Um, yeah. And we think that's on the top end of once a year you pick a very lovely team that comes around and really ticks your box, and you you know you go in on it, which is brilliant. Like the Pyrax Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a few months ago, like what, one or two of the lads from our club. Just went in on it and were like, you know what, 80 quid, job done, loads of stuff. Yeah. Yes. Really cool. But paying 100 euros for a single team is a big investment. The difference is, though, you get this in a week. You do get that in a week. And yeah. You are very unlikely to find anybody else with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose the other thing is a Kickstarter is to a certain extent a gamble, even with a very it trusted is. company. It's, it's not a pre sale, it's a it's it something else, isn't it? It's a Kickstarter, whereas this is a sale. You'll you will get it. And they're always discounted. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so I'm just having a quick look at Fanath because I know we mentioned the Frogs team, but well, their Frogs team with twenty. All oh, right, here we go. Sixteen, eighty euros. Um, yeah, it's a twenty quid cheaper. And that's with the. Oh, I love that big frog model. Yeah, he's dudes. And, yeah, I mean, the so, frog. And again, that's probably about. The upper limit, Morgan Frog, best model. I need to buy that. <laughs> Come pay it, I'm just buying that. I don't even care. I don't even mind. Well, we've got lizards coming soon. He could be my Croxicle. He could be your Croxicle. Yeah, fantastic. So, news-wise, lizards, we saw the spoiler. We've had no information since. No, we're looking at six weeks, maybe? Oh, God knows. It could just literally be on any given Saturday. <laughs> Not Sunday. On any given Saturday, well, Games right. Workshop could be like, by the way, uh, you lose £50 next week, um, but you do get some uh, loot. I think normally on the Monday they drop what's going to be on their social media, uh, on their Twitch channels, don't they? Mm. So if Blood Bowl looks like it's coming up on that, it's probably about three weeks after that would be. Yeah, you're my probably guess. right. But I'm quite looking forward to seeing them. Although that would only be the third team this year. Yes. Really... So do we get a fourth mm. team for Christmas? I no, very much doubt it. I don't think so. I think they're staggering it a bit more now. But you can't actually say that with Games Workshop because they went boom, halfling straight into Widows. Yeah, uh, they could go lizards and then straight into the next team. And rumours are Amazons, Amazons, I reckon slash Norse. Oh, See, I, I've, Norse. I've I've heard rumours of Amazons, uh, lizardmen, new starter box. That would be cool. Oh, oh the uh, the infamous tweet. Um, yes, rumour. That would be interesting. Uh, it would make sense, but I think it would make too much sense for Games Workshop. Yeah. Like, well, if, if they, they were going the to do that, they'd probably drop it around Christmas time. So yeah. people get Christmas presents. Maybe. That'd be quite cool. But um, yeah. anyway, so we saw that. And the other spoiler talking about Fanaf yes. is they've been teasing that awesome retro-looking dwarf team. 
Um, did you get a chance to have a look at this one, Rob? Uh, the the runner um, with the stripy shirt, I think he might be my favourite model in Blood Bowl. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know what it is about him, but he's the one on the right-hand oh, yeah, side. Yeah. I just, oh, yeah. That, that, those models, each of them look like they have so much character shoved into them. They are a fantastic... They look like the old Games Workshop stuff. I'm worried about the size. They, they look like the old Games Workshop stuff, but they look like they're the sort of new quality sculpts. Does that make sense? The, the no, old aesthetic does, with the new technology behind it. Oh, I've got oh. I've got a dwarf team. I bought it as soon as they came out. I sprayed it gold. I did nothing else to it. <laughs> that might actually encourage me to play dwarves if I got that team. But I'm it's... getting this team for a dungeon bowl team. I, I, I've got a dwarf team. I've got uh, and the and I've got a second edition dwarf team. I've never really played dwarves, but these models are great. Yeah, they they look fantastic. The the slayers too. Again, yeah. each of them seems to tell a story. You you could you know. I like it when models tell stories. I tend to pick my skills on my teams on that guy's trying to hide a mallet behind his back. He's got <laughs> sneaky gear. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that dwarf team would do that. You know, it would oh. inspire you to to create a story for that team. Yeah, uh, I really hope we see a couple of special characters or special weapons. Uh, yes. As well. But they've been, they've been doing a great job of spoiling it bit by bit, and I'm sure that the Kickstarter will land soon enough because they did a heck of a job with the games of north they really did teams and the sizes were, were brilliant for those as well so yeah a miniature comparison mm-hmm. yes I, I think that's helpful when you get to see the miniature comparisons absolutely um then we've got the oh gosh what was it called the chaos, chaos factory chaos factory stuff so chaos factory have just um they, i don't they they appeared in the last sort of week and a half two weeks saying that we're now doing little bits and pieces, and they showed us um, score markers that they've created, one for Nurgle and one for Bretonian. Um, they look absolutely brilliant, and if anybody's got the Blood Bowl card game, oh yeah, of course. The, the fan markers, are it, it's it's a similar sort of concept to that, so it's literally just a couple of dials, um, but there's a past, um, uh, past template, template. The there's the word, like a full template on the back, and they just look beautifully done. But they've gone all in, so they're starting to do pictures at the moment. They're doing a load of new tokens. Uh, they're doing dugouts. They're doing dice bags, dice cups. Yeah. Um, they, by looking at the Facebook page, they they initially set up a, a couple of three years ago, and then just didn't do anything for ages and ages, and have come back with a bit of vengeance and trying to do something about it. But it looks brilliant. It looks really well done. So that's Chaos Factory on Facebook. Chaos Factory, yeah. They've got, uh, yeah, the dials are cool. They're only six euros. I know, and that's it. <laughs> I hope they do loads because I could quite happily have that sat on the side. And it's quite funny because a lot of pictures, for some reason, come without the score zone. Yes, listen, uh, Ben. Yeah. Ben from the club, you've got a picture with no score tone, score marker. He's got two pictures. Two from pictures, the same no company, score marker. And it's got turns and re rolls and no score marker. Uh, I, I think the Deep Cut Studios have that. They missed one of the tracks. I can't remember which one. I think but it, that it might just, be the ones he's got. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're, they're lovely, lovely pitches, but missing that thing kind of... It was the score, I remember. It, uh, it just slightly annoyed me. But, you know, otherwise <laughs> they're perfect. And if you've, if you've got something you can add to a map like that, which personalises it and makes it your team, you know, I don't see how that can be a bad thing. I didn't well, I see these. I obviously missed the link, but I didn't see these. But they do sound really good. Yeah, they're they are good. You definitely take a look at them, mate. Um, they look like they've been really well thought through, very well put together as well. I, I've got a one more thing too. Go for it, Rob. What have we got? Um, 
did either of you see the Blood Bowl World Cup press conference? I didn't see it, actually. I was at work. I didn't get a chance I, to... I only um... got to dip in and out of it, but it was just the fact that Blood Bowl's now got to the point where it was having a press conference, and the bit of it I saw was them explaining what Blood Bowl was, which suggests to me that they weren't necessarily marketing it at Blood Bowl players. No, I, I just think, think that's that's, that's local press. I think there's a local press there asking. That's so. impressive, though, that a Blood Bowl tournament's got to the point where local press are interested. It's really cool. I mean, the, yeah. the World Cup's got nearly 1,500 players, isn't it? And um, it's I, such a huge event that it's it's great to see that level of interest. And I know there's some opportunities there to grow it next time. And, and I think it's great that what Torsten's doing, um, getting the press involved and doing everything that they can. I think it's really yeah. good. It's good to see the hobby come come this far. Yes. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. It looks like the NAF and the World Cup team have worked really hard on it i just wish i could be there <laughs> yeah same here actually i think it'll be a really good event right let's move on to hobby okay so over to hobby we'll start with you rob been playing any blood bowl recently uh, our local league just kicked off it was meant to start around the beginning of september but due to um secret carnage I was a bit late getting the rule back out. But it's last Wednesday... in the middle of September, it's not too bad. Yeah, last Wednesday, um, we had an accidental sort of start of the league night. Um, four, four of us got together, uh, played two games. And then on Sunday, I managed to squeeze two games in whilst I was working in full time games. So, yeah, not too oh, bad. That's yeah. That <laughs> yeah, so I mean... Yeah, I do actually do work as well, but it was it was good. <laughs> so, what's um how many how many players in your league? At the moment, I think there's six that have played games, two more that are interested, and there's another couple who are kind of lurking around the edge. Is so, like the the new ones that came to Secret Carnage. Uh, um. No, because they live a bit too far away, each of them. But Nathan, who was at Secret Carnage, was definitely in. Um, and a couple... I don't think anyone else who was at Secret Carnage was is in the league, no. because they live far, further away, but there's plenty of local players who are playing. So how much... Um, sorry, I've, so you say you've got three games in? I got, I've got three games in this week, yeah, which is, I think, a record for me for a week, without being, <laughs> so, going to so the tournament. How, does, how, does your, how is your league structured, then? Is it just uh, open or? Yeah, it's a bit of a free for all. We tend to use Facebook to arrange games. So the first um, sort of three months, it's play as many people as you want. Uh, um, if one person starts shooting ahead, it tends to be me and I tend to scale back. If not, I'll, I'm the league commissioner, so I'll have a word with them and ask them to scale back slightly um, or start a new team or whatever the appropriate response is. So yeah. it's free for all. Uh, and then it's. Uh, top eight playoffs at the moment we've got eight players said they're playing so essentially everyone's going to get into the playoffs if someone else comes in Uh, there's nothing wrong with that no so so it being a free-for-all at the start isn't really a big problem have you got a game game limit sorry no no game limit it's just the most wins winning in basically uh yeah so it's uh three points for a loss five points for a draw seven points for a win and you get a bonus five points for the first time you play uh, someone each league the idea is to encourage people to play everyone in the league that's quite good um, yeah 
It works well. It means that I've played three games, lost all of them, and I'm currently in the league. As <laughs> everyone else is so yeah. But that, that's, that's going to change. That's going to change. Yeah. So um, yeah, three games, not bad. Uh, the first one was against Nathan, who was at Secret Carnage. Uh, that was one of those games where absolutely nothing went right for Nathan. I was playing my halflings. Um, <laughs> And I stole every single one of his re-rolls. Yeah. Oh. And he ended up uh, winning 2-1. He should have he been more like 4-1. Uh, he <laughs> failed a go for it, which cost him a touchdown. And he failed an unopposed dodge, again, costing him a touchdown. There are a few other things that just went wrong for him. The dice weren't on his side, but he still won. He's a good player. Um, so, yeah, that, that was... Quite a fun game. Then the second game, again, it was a 2-1 loss for me. Uh, I did foul Noga to death, which was then <laughs> apothecaried and fouled to death again. So, you know, bad start for the league for you in there. But anyway. Um, losing losing a fresh ogre isn't the worst thing in the world. No. I, I got the ogre off the pitch. I needed to get it off the pitch. My trees were scared. <laughs> Uh, and then on to playing Ray, who actually was at Secret Carnage. Um, oh, yeah. He was playing the old Savage Orcs, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Um, Ray nice only started playing about a month before Secret Carnage. So I think the game I played with him in his league, including Secret Carnage, was about his seventh ever game of Blood Bowl. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's done really well to get a team painted, to learn the rules, all that kind of stuff. And he proved it by winning 2-1. Um by the beginning of the second half, I had eight players total left out of my 14-player team. <laughs> and by the end of the game, seven of my players were in the casualty box. He had caused uh, six casualties. Uh, four of those were missed next game, and two were dead. Oh my and goodness. the rest... Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, they're, they're throwaway, aren't they? Halfing? So before we move on, I've got two yeah. questions for you. Are you running any catchers or hefties in your team? Yeah, I'm taking all of them. You're taking all of them? Yeah, yeah, it's all good. So you're taking uh, catchers and hefties, so you use the new positionals in the team. Cool, cool, cool. And the second question is, as the tournament commissioner, are you running halflings to give your players sort of sort of new players a good opportunity to get SPPs and things? Uh, I'm playing halflings because I love halflings, and ah, I find perfect. it more fun. I might find it more fun when I know I'm going to lose a game. If I play my escape, and there's, there's a chance I can win, and that stops being fun for me. Yeah, it creates the edge. Okay, fantastic. So, Rich, any games available recently? Yes, many, unsurprisingly. Um, so, I've has um, I've been to Secret Carnage. Um, so, I played three games there uh, with my Forest Goblins, the stunty Forest Goblins. Um, I ended up winning two, losing one, and that's where Randall had his first tournament as well. Yeah, that's really cool. And Randall had his first Who did you lose to? Randall. <laughs> so he drove four hours to lose to his own son. Yeah, and you know the worst bit? I was trying. I was. Trying. <laughs> you really were trying. I was trying, and I didn't want to give Randall an easy ride, but he played well, and he. It, I, I managed to get into a two-one, so it was a two-one grind for him. And um, yeah, it, I played. Um, I played fairly well considering it was um, uh, a bunch of what was it armor six goblins. Did you go for the full four stickers? I did. Yeah. And Chopper and Stomper. Well, Chopper and Stomper is a great player. The stickers are very optimistic. Yes. Uh, Stab. But they did well. Like, armour 8 and armour 9 teams. It's just 
Yeah, it, it wasn't just, ideal. It was just free blocks. It was, <laughs> it was just it was a free for all. So um, yeah. So I played those three. I played a game against what I'd done. Ian I played against. Yeah, you played against his Nurgle. I did play against his Nurgle. Um, was that recently? Was that oh? That was last week. Oh no, you played against DJCB Jets. Yeah, that was it, yes, Orcs. I played against Orcs. Um, so that two, was my final minor league. Two Orc games, two wins, which is brilliant. Yeah, so I beat him 1-0. That was tough. Yeah. But in the end, I ended up... That was Orc versus Orc, wasn't it? It was. He ended up having five in the injury box. So that got you yeah, to yeah, second yeah. place in our league? It has. Who's first? Milton's Undead. We're 4-1-1. One, one. And you're three and three draws. Three, three draws. Oh... It's actually quite close at the top. We've only got a couple of weeks left, so it'll be interesting to see the other teams catch up. Yeah, definitely. Um, cool, cool, cool. So I've done that one, and I've done a lot of um, BB2 recently. Are you playing your um, Skaven? I am playing Skaven on hard mode. No gutter runners. What? No gutter runners. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. It's weird. <laughs> but I'm doing well. I am doing well. Um, so I've, um, I've been playing on that and enjoying that, so much so that I've created the team. Yeah, which so, is very, very cool. You've got, your, you've got your Rattog now. I you? did. I got a Rattog. Yeah. Um, so that's all sorted as well. So it's um, it's all come together quite well. I need to do more painting. But many Blood Bowl games have been had and more creation has, has happened. Fabulous. Uh, games for me, I think the last game I got in was a very tough game. It was in the Major League. So we've got two leagues primarily in our club. One's Minor League, which is uh, for brand new teams. And then the Major League is for the teams when they grow up and develop and so it's kind of sitting in the 15 1600 tv and i played against dan who brought his big fat orc team and actually i got away with it it was a tough grind i managed to get a ball steal to equalize into the second half uh, right at the end of the first half and then uh, pulled off the second so it's a low scoring game for my skaven but it was a 2-1 and it was a very tough game and i think somebody probably died yeah someone did die but i think it was only a lineman <laughs> uh, but that's what skaven linemen are for they're for dying yeah, so that's quite good. I've done very well with the Neverbay Nightmares this season. Mm. Um, you have indeed. So yeah. how many players do you have in your league? Um, I don't know. On the way to 20, the problem is that... Uh, Some way we are, yeah, the way we run the league is we have a... It is an open format, so we have a period of time within which you can play X amount of games and those games yep. go towards your score. So it means that the regulars who can come every week normally take two teams. Um, and the irregulars still can manage to finish their games and get into the playoffs if they got a chance. And we run eternal, so there's no redrafting anymore because that was right. Horrible. So the guys Thanks, who can only come once a month, yeah, can um, can still they don't lose their team, and it yeah. means that the regulars get a chance to play with several teams at once, which is great fun. Uh, so so far this season, with the new spreadsheet, we've got forty something games recorded in a couple of months. Going, yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool to see all the teams on, uh, unfold. And we've had one, two, three, three or four new players That's in the last couple good. of weeks. So it's, we might be over 20 now, which is That'd really be great. Cool. Really good. I'm hoping That's to. Nice. Yeah. I'm just yeah. going to see how many um, games I can get in with my not dark elves before the end of the month. Yeah, it'll be interesting. You're playing uh, Ian tomorrow. I am playing Ian tomorrow, which is really cool. Cool. So, Hobby, uh, Rob, sounds like you're on the hunt for a giant. Is that right? Yeah. Um, Halflings. We'll talk about the uh, mana bowl. I think a bit later, but I'm, we will, I'm absolutely. I'm definitely taking. Uh, was it not last episode? The episode before you said you were thinking of taking your evil halflings with their giants. Yeah, well, yeah. I've got yep, chaos halflings on, on the way. 
yeah, I wasn't being the one with the smallest giant. So, you know, <laughs> I, I now have to do research into how to fit a stupidly large model onto a very small base. One foot. One foot and a 40 yeah. mil base. But for yeah, the love so... of goodness, have replacement tokens. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've already got a stack of those, but yes. Um, other than that, I've been painting up my halflings. I've gone and got myself one of the uh, Stu Slingers from Warlord Games. Uh, that's a star player, uh, oh, yeah, it's a hot yeah. pot star player for Stanty League or just as the inducement. Um, and before you told me who the star player was, we we're going to be discussing this week. I started painting one of those. That's very, very, very cool. Just, just randomly, it was in my two paint box. I was fed up <laughs> painting halflings. Um, hobby wise, I've been not really doing a great amount of stuff. I painted four sevens teams for the most recent series of the YouTube show. That is plenty. Yeah, in in a day, which uh, yeah. I was, I had man flu and I was out of action for almost a week, and then it got to the weekend, and I was like, I'm filming for the first time tomorrow, and I've got four teams that I want to use, and none of them are painted, so I managed to absolutely smash them out, and I was nice. really happy. No, they look, they've come out well. Yeah, they were right, and they look alright on camera, which is really, really nice. Yeah. So, uh, so do you paint awesome. differently for camera then? Um, no, I just paint for camera, <laughs> uh, which, which is which is technically painting differently, I suppose. Um, uh, but you know, it was the day before an event. That's the best time to do painting. Um, I was just wondering if they're going to be using bigger block colours so they showed up or anything like that. Um, to be honest with you, my lazy boy patented painting scheme kind of works that way anyway. Which is prime the whole model one colour that you want most of it to be, then. Um, Agrax it and paint in the other colours and then Agrax it again and what it does is it just naturally shades stuff. You've got your few pop highlights and it blocks things out really nice, which means you can get a model done in no time. And I'm, basically I'm, that's the original contrast scheme, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm a big fan of the Army Painter spray base coat dip approach. Yeah, no, that's yeah, the Army Painter Brown is amazing. Yes. Um, that's that's the most useful paint I think ever. Oh, that's what I used in my dryads. Yeah, we've all run out of it and we have. Yeah, everybody yeah. has. <laughs> it costs like as much to post as it does to buy um, yeah. because of terrorists. Yes. So, which I think is probably fair enough. Mm. Um, so, Rich, you've been painting some stick people. I have. Why not dark elves? Actually, the the dark and red scheme looks really good. It does look really good. So I've gone with the the black oak outcast. So all it was 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 a black prime, a little bit of grey dry brush. And I'm painting the, the the highlights and the skin on the the, the spike remnants, things like that, uh, corn red, and highlighting with a little bit of what was it? Wazdaka. red. Rich, pop. Rich can't paint human skin, so he paints everyone with red skin. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I, I can't paint human skin, <laughs> which is a brilliant way around it, and looks really good on the. Um, I've never realised that until that moment. <laughs> it looks really good on your. Um, Renegades. Yeah, it does look good on the Renegades. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. We're tying all together. I can't paint. And the green looks all right when I did it on the... Um, yeah, apparently I can't paint human skin. Well, the new contrast paints are really good for that. I've, I've been impressed. Um, not impressed enough to use them properly. But, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> but what yeah. the other guys have done with it, it's really good. Yeah, Milton um, has some good results. Yeah, yeah I so, had a bit of success on the Morgan Thorpe figure with the Gilliman Flesh one. Yeah, they were out, yeah. They was out of stock of that, so I ended up accidentally buying Dark Oath. Um, which which did work for the Wood Elves or right, as a base coat and then highlighted up with Elf or Kislev Flesh or something. It yeah, worked okay. It worked just fine. Yeah, so I've done a little bit of that. Um, I've got my... The next thing on the, the list is going to be my Undead Pirates township that I'm working on. Yeah, you've got six weeks. Yeah, that's all right. I've got plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> he says. So, yeah, so I'll get them primed soon and, and get that um, painted up. 
Um, but I'm yet to work out a scheme for them. I'm thinking blues and greens, maybe. That's because it's something a little bit different. But yeah, so um, I've got that today. That's my next sort of um, foray into Blood Bowl. And I've got to build a couple of chainsaw halflings to go with the under with the with the chaos halfling team. That's cool. But that's it uh, for the halflings, which is cool. So yeah, that's good. I'll hopefully get that in a couple of weeks and be ready for the tournament, which should be really good fun. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. So talking of tournaments, just going to quickly mention this now before we go into the next topic. We do have Tombstone tournament coming up on the 26th of October. It's a horror themed event, so it is restricted teams, but we've replaced the normal Muggle teams with some fancy secret teams from Fumble. Yeah. So you've got Ethereal, you've got Undead Pirates, your Chaos Halflings, and a few other teams. Um, have a look at the tournament pack. It's on our Facebook page. It's on the event page and it's on our website at boneheadpodcast.com forward slash tournaments. And on that, we will start properly talking about fancy tournaments. Okay, so the first topic for the episode is we're talking about specialist tournaments. What we do. So we've got, uh, there's been a, a news release from the NAF. Uh, at least they did a variance review. So we're big on Blood Bowl sevens and, and playing different, you know, different ways to play Blood Bowl. And fantastically, um, they've done a little bit about having specialist tournaments be eligible to be NAF sanctioned. So when you NAF sanction a tournament, they have to check over the rules to make sure that actually you're playing Blood Bowl essentially. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that they collect the results and give players ranking. So they kind of it encourages players to play in NAF tournaments so they can build up their stats because everybody loves stats, um, but also to make sure that tournaments are reasonable, mm-hmm. um, which is really, really cool. So because of that, they've had restrictive rules before about tweaking the team rosters and, and going too crazy on special players and special rules and things like that. But now they have introduced the fact that they are going to be looking at um, specialist tournaments. So here we go. Uh, we're not hosting a rule set for specialists because, by its very nature, it's special. This is the place where we can now house your tournaments that previously didn't fit into our sanctioning structure. Do you run an all-stunty event? Are your house rules so out there that you fear they won't receive sanction under the Blood Bowl rules? Contact the tournament director and we'll see if we can record the games you play on the NAF website in this new variant section. I hope we can bring as much Blood Bowl as possible into our big tent. So, first of all... Like Rich said, that's what we do. We really love that kind of thing. We really love taking Blood Bowl to the next level. And we've played in a couple of events where they do not even remotely sit within what was historically the NAF sanctioning. Because of that, I think you probably lost a bit of impetus for the event from the NAF tournament players. Um, And their move to include that, I think, is really good. So first things first, what are specialist tournaments? Rob, this is why you're here. So... Hit us with an example of a specialist tournament. I believe you know one. Uh, yeah, the two I've been involved with is I run the Secret Carnage and I've been to the Manor Bowl. So I guess the Secret Carnage is a sensible one for me to talk about. Absolutely, with, go for it. With the Secret Carnage, I wanted to kind of stress the hobbying side of the hobby more than the playing side of the hobby. Um, I did things wrong. I'll do things better next time. But at the same time, I kind of think that happened. Everyone who turned up, uh, with the exception of Rich, I think had actually made a team specifically for that game, or at least had got a few new things added to their team specifically for that event. And that was kind of what I was going for. So uh, my tournaments, you couldn't bring any of the 26 standard teams. So it was all secret all day long. 
also well it wasn't secret it was the secret teams the stunty legend teams um the teams from the my dugout app all those teams if you included it, one of them in a regular naf tournament it would stop it being naf sanctions and that's a good thing if you turn up to a naf tournament you should be able to know all the teams that are going to be there you know it makes it fairer rather than this guy brought a team you've never heard of before but yeah, it increases that the standard same, playing environment doesn't it yeah, so you, you, I, I, yeah. I think that's good but the, the fact that they're giving you that freedom to do something slightly out there i think i like that so essentially with my tournament there was i think at one count something like 126 possible teams <laughs> yeah, well, yeah i think it's yeah that. yeah um which was crazy it, it meant that there was no way i could make that balanced or fair or even necessarily have read over every team roster before the event uh, every potential team roster obviously all the ones that were playing i read over but yeah so i think the the doing things that you can't do otherwise the craziness the difference that kind of extra scopes what makes the special things special yeah uh, the, the great thing about it is it does highlight that hobby aspect so we've mentioned this many times. There's kind of a blood bowl trifecta, which is the story, the elite, yeah. the actual gameplay, like the tournament or the puzzle of every individual game. And then there's the hobby aspect of it, which is building your team and building your franchise and have it being something really unique. And it's kind of like one of those star graphs for every player on their interests and where they line up. Mm. And specialist tournaments do tend to be much more towards the story and the hobby aspects. 100%. Um, so our first proper blood bowl tournament two sets our first um tournament that we went to properly was manabal stunty cup yeah which you've already mentioned rob which is yep all um well it's the three standard stunty teams and the stunty league fumble book yes which is another 20 something teams including star 26 players. off the top of my head I think. I think it's something like that it's either 26 yeah. with the uh, og teams or um yeah or, or excluding them so yeah but every team is new um, every team is unique. Yeah, but it also means that bringing a stunty team to a stunty format, you know, the fact that your guys are only strength two, you know, in a standard game, that's a big disadvantage. When it's stunty on stunty, that's kind of you know the same as everything being strength three. So the, the cool thing about this, so you, it, it's massively about the hobby, and generally yep. speaking, it's massively about the background. But what it accidentally ends up doing is creating a fantastic and unique sub meta where anything that's already existing has a very different meaning and a very different identity yep. and you are playing in a completely different blood bowl world which is why it's so fantastic so that was our angle when we went with bonehead bowl so bonehead bowl would not have been enough sanctioned under the old rules and i will find out in a couple of weeks time whether it will be sanctioned in the new rules um when i submit the the, the, the pack for next year's but the, the crux of that was you could use any of the regular teams, but you could also take a mixed team built of two teams. From We had a, an alignment system, and using the alignment system, you had 239 different possible combinations of teams, <laughs> yeah. which was which was brilliant. So, I mean, everyone just took the biggest players they could find, really. It worked uh, well. Which it was well. awesome. I, I but you created, for it as well. Yeah, and it created that, like I said, another meta and just a completely different environment to play Blood Bowl. But that mixed with Mana Bowl, and obviously I didn't get to attend um, Secret Carnage, but what it does is it, it takes that competitive edge and replaces it with hobby and really exploring the meta. 
Yeah. Because you yes. do not know what's going to be best. You've got no idea what team's going to be overpowered, except apparently Squigs. But, um, <laughs> but, um, and it is just new, and you've got all these combinations, and every game is more about, ah, oh, the individual interactions on the pitch than the overarching sort of set-piece play. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, is why I think the specialist uh, stuff is, is so great. And I think that's probably why I love Sevens quite so much as well, because it does exactly the same thing. It takes a, a game, takes the core mechanics, and applies it to a slightly different angle, which basically gives you a whole new game. Yeah, it really does. It gets it gets those, um, those creative juices flowing. I mean, what you said, Rob, about the fact that pretty much everyone except for myself had created a, a team specifically for Secret Carnage. Yeah. We had exactly the same thing for um, Bonehead Bob. Yeah. And for Sevens as well. So we had, um, what was it, three three purebred teams. Yeah. And everybody else was a custom mixed yeah. team. But not sort of like, oh, I've got these two teams and I'll bash them together. No. Like, I'm going to create this team for yeah. this tournament. which was cool. Now, they could have just put two teams together, but actually it's such an opportunity to create something unique that we had some, some ridiculous stuff. Like um, Richards was always... Big construct. That's exactly what I was thinking brilliant. of. Um, uh, Rob, he, it was awesome. He used a bunch of Privateer Press uh, war machine like jacks as oh, his ogres. Yeah, and yeah. He, he hated it because he said they didn't fit properly and he couldn't move them around. But he had these cool little magnetized flags to the back of them so that he could mark them as stunned or, um, or prone. Yeah, it was really, really cool. It worked really well and it, I mean, it looks so good as well. I, I can see that working for a regular ogre team but <laughs> yeah. it, something like the bonehead bowl giving him the push to do it, it, it it's great i love i love that idea i suppose the one disadvantage to a tournament that encourages everyone to go out and make their own special teams is it it's a sort of extra cost to buy in if Absolutely. if you think you're expected to come up with a brand new team but that's why with bonehead yeah. bowl we allowed all the original teams as well because we yes. didn't want to, we didn't want to isolate anybody and say you can't play because you have to have a mixed team. Now, what it has meant is actually the purebred teams did really well. Um, so when we go into this season, I've tweaked the rule set slightly to reward mixed teams. Okay. Um, yeah. So as it stands at the moment, instead of doing the whole, you have to buy a fan factor with a re-roll. Every mixed team gets basically every player has fan favourite. So every mixed team gets fame plus one, regardless of the kickoff roll. Oh, I like that. So in addition to it, so if you, you know, if your opponent rolls a 12 and you roll a double one, they get fame plus two. You still get fame plus one. Okay. If you smash the roll, you get fame plus three. The idea being is that the fans are wild up about seeing something ridiculous and they're either going proper Gianluca and hating different <laughs> hate and change. Um, <laughs> going for <laughs> Yes. Or they're just massively excited about the opportunity of seeing so much new content uh, is that they're just basically writing. So there's it, it, a little tweak that should give mixed teams a bit of a boost um, without penalising people who really don't have the money or time to build a new team. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so, something else we've seen is Tombstone. So Tombstone is a weird hybrid. So we wanted to keep it super themed. And this is Richard's baby. Um, so he's gone out all out with a uh, weather table, with kickoff table mm. and a restricted team list. And that is deeper because you've got the restrictions. Yeah, and I, I was very keen to keep it as themed as it could be. I think if you end up letting anybody go in on it, you end up losing the whole aspect of it. Like, it's a horror-themed tournament. It's literally on Halloween. Next year it is on Halloween. Yes, it is. And I didn't want to, to be like, kind of, oh, yeah, we've got this really awesome Halloween themed event and then the halflings turn up with their picnics 
strolling down through a graveyard. It just doesn't, it doesn't fit. For me, the aesthetic needed to be there. Um, I'm hoping to have um, themed tokens on this. Uh, we're already in talks with Hobby Hermits trying to sort that side of things He's out. He's done some cool stuff. Right? Yes, we've got artwork coming through on it. I've got um, an idea for, for the trophy already as well. And just there's there's so much that can be done with it. And I think if you end up having mainstream teams or teams that don't fit that sort of idea, it just doesn't quite work. But the downside of restricted events is you've got to give them more time and you do have the opportunity of losing players. So in all of the specialist tournaments we've been to, we've had essentially less players, except Bonehead Bob, which was the same as Sevens, but then I think the Sevens kind of counts as a specialist tournament as it is anyway. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, we've been to two Stunty Cups now, and there's been eight and 10 or 12 players. Eight and 14. That's good. Uh, we had 16 Bonehead Bowl. 14, 16. 14, 14 at Bowl and 14 at... Yep, sevens. At sevens. And then, Rob, you had six or eight at... Six. Carnage? Six. 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 So you do get a reduced player count, but the feel of the event is much, 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 much more different. So Everybody's got the same buy-in. Yeah. They're there to just yeah. muck about with Blood Bowl, and someone's going to win some stuff. See, I so, had people coming to Secret Carnage who said they wanted to come to it because they didn't think it was going to be a competitive event. I think it's nice that there was that kind of space for them. Honestly, that's the biggest thing we took away from Marnival. Yeah. Yeah. We went, it was our first tournament, and actually it was awesome. There was no pressure. There was no one power gaming. Um, yeah. And then that said, when we went to Birmingham, there was still nobody power gaming. That was 30 odd players. So I was really pleased with them. Mm. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I had half a dozen players who you know, I can rely on for things like North Wales Carnage Cup saying yeah. that they weren't interested because it wasn't for them. And that's fine. No, not everything is going to be for everyone. Exactly. And that this specialist tournaments do give a completely, not completely different, but a very healthy alternative, I think. Yeah. So talking very quickly of a Secret Carnage, was there anything you picked up from there that you'd, uh, you'd want to do, do differently next time? Yes. Um, there were too many bonus points. There was bonus points for everything. I mean, interceptions, <laughs> completions, there, there are too many bonus points. I think I worked out you could get something like 60 points total from a match, and only about 18 of those were from winning the match. Um, so definitely going to clamp down on those. I mean, it was fun, but hey. Uh, and then I think if you guys would be willing to let me use your uh, mixed team rules, I'll, I'll be including the mixed teams. Oh, and again, I'll probably let standards the standard 26 teams come in so that's more like i don't know about 400 teams being allowed but and that, it that isn't... will answer that question of uh, can stunty league teams take on regular teams mm. <laughs> yes. i did it right last time I don't, when i <laughs> used my forest goblins i was the only stunty team at secret carnage and they um, they came away with two wins uh, that's yeah, not bad not not against the beastman team not no no no. <laughs> Randall, Randall. The thing is, Randall took out my um, Chomper and Stomper turn one. Yeah, and I who, think Orcs would eat them alive. I can't remember who it was. Did you play Nathan? Whoever whoever it was, I had a conversation with them next day, and they were just ranting about Chomper and Stomper demolishing half their team. It's like, oh yes, oh, oh, stop that. I think <laughs> that yeah, was Ray. That yeah. that might have been Ray, but he had had a good game. He had loved it, but yeah. Again, yeah, he, just, he went through those he, orcs. He, he was new to Blood Bowl, so he hadn't come across Ball and Chain before. And Chomper and Stomper, uh, they're a bit fun, even even 
in a normal yeah. team, yeah, they are, format, they are a crazy be... player. You yeah. have you have touched on something there, Rob, which is Jump. around about new players. So yep. while it does offer a very low competitive entry point, there generally yep. speaking is a lot more to learn. Yes. Um, so it's kind of a, a, a you, you're one step forward, one step back, but. I'm going to redirect the question to Rich here, which was, um, how did Randall get on playing against a bunch of teams that he's never come across before? Really well, to the point where he was... I think he picked up their teams quicker than they picked up his. I know Nathan said at one point, something like this does this, talking about his team. It was the first match of the day. It was Nathan versus Randall. And Nathan explained how something was going to happen. And Randall's like, no, it doesn't. This happens. Nathan was like, check, <laughs> checks his roster and like, yeah, okay, you're right. And at yeah. that point, as he put it to me, he started trying to win. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Nathan's so, a good so guy. And he, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Nathan's a good guy. He's one of the better. He's one of the better players in our local league. And Randall gave him a run for his money. Yeah, with that game. Randall, yeah. Randall's got such a great understanding of this game, particularly yeah. for his age. It's just insane. And yes, he he will query things that he doesn't think are right, and he, not very often is that boy wrong. No, he's willing to stand up for himself ball. too, which I think is kind of important in a tournament format. If he thinks he's right, he'll he'll say politely yeah. but firmly. I mean, apart from anything else, three games of Blood Bowl in a day. I mean, I played two on Sunday, and that tired me out. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that's an impressive achievement of itself. Having the concentration to get through three games, I, th- I thought he did really well. Yeah, he really did. Fantastic. Um, that covers all the points I wanted to mention about specialist tournaments. Was there anything else you guys wanted to talk about? I think there should be more. I think we're going I to really see an increase. Think there should be more. I mean, it, it's one of those things where if you go onto Blood Bowl community, ignoring the bits that we put on, that there's there's good. There's a good number of posts where people are saying, why doesn't this do that? And what about this? And wouldn't it be cool if, like, those are the starts of tournaments. That's how Bonehead Bowl came about, where we went, what would happen if you mixed two teams? And we just ran with it. Um, I remember uh, basically that happening on a podcast. You you, you could kind of (laughs) trace through. If you go back and listen to whichever podcast it was. Episode three. Was it episode three or was it episode two even before that where you just came up with the idea as you were talking about something else and like, you know, we should explore this further and do a whole episode on it. And it, it, it was just that kind of spitballing of an idea. It was, you know, this stupid idea that's come about. Secret Carnage almost happened because I had an idea for Dice I liked. I'm not sure it was quite that. I, li- I listened to your episode on the secret teams where you flippantly said something like, no one's going to be stupid enough to let anyone take... Uh, Stunty teams and secret teams to a tournament. Sounds like challenge accepted. Um, <laughs> Hold my dice. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, but from that, I came up with an idea for dice I liked. And I wanted to set those dice. So they're beautiful as well. No, it's fantastic. I'm glad. So, to... are you going to be doing Secret Carnage again next year? Um, the plan with Secret Carnage is it fits into the same story story as North Wales Carnage Cup, because um, uh, that's very story driven and I hope Secret Carnage felt like it was story driven too so the plan for Secret Carnage is to keep it going for at least another three years because at that point it will become very relevant for the ongoing story of Carnage Cup so I'm going to ask you about uh, 
North Wales Carnage Cup in a second. But before we do that, will you be requesting NAF sanctioning for Secret Carnage next year? Yes, I will. I've been requesting uh, that the NAF introduce a kind of weird bowl type category for a while now. Um, When they had their big rules review um, thing come up a few months ago, I emailed uh, Hawker, the local NAF rep, about that. And I think other people must have too. And it's great to see them moving forwards with this. Um, I hope it encourages other people to run weird events. You know, even if it's only you and a couple of other mates, it's it's still something a bit fun and a bit different. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get to see more of them. And it will be nice to... I don't think the people's rankings in these kind of weird events are going to matter much because it's going to be very dependent on an event as to exactly how well you can do at that event. No, but that's, it'll that's, be, that's great. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a competitive <clears throat> format, so I, I think that probably limits it to a lot of NAF players. But I'll definitely be requesting uh, it at least gets listed on the NAF site so it's easier for people to find and that kind of thing going forwards. So I'd love for you to talk us through uh, North Wales Carnage Cup now because I know you've got that coming up. Yep, so just flick to the right page of my notebook um <laughs> very organized yeah uh that's on the 23rd and 24th of november in wrexham um two days i ran it last year and again it's going to be happening this year i've taken the feedback from last year which was basically more beer and more games <laughs> so it's going it's going to be held in a local pub um the story i said it's a very story driven tournament it's basically a guy inherited a brewery when his parents died when he was relatively young and he decided that what he wanted to do with this very successful brewery was making lots of money was use it to fund a big blood bowl tournament. Oh, and that's it. kind of, yeah, it's a bit, um, how would you use? Uh, that's kind of where the story started <laughs> and it's gone forwards. Um, so it's three games each day. Um, the door prizes, uh, the, we've got dice. Uh, there'll be some cards they're on their way at the moment i just had a message this morning from the guy brewing my beer for me to say that the beer is started it's moved on to its next stage of production um so that will come so you'll get a specially brewed bottle of beer um with a label and cap on it again all specially themed around the tournament and then you'll get extra beer caps to use as tokens um a bit of breaking news I have uh, got technical commissions. A local commission painting service in Wrexham have very kindly offered to donate some of their time. So they're going to be painting a team uh, donated by Gaspect Art. Uh, so anyone turning up at the event will get essentially a raffle ticket and oh, a pro-painted wood elf team uh, with from Gaspect art with a tree man from hungry troll that i happen to have will get uh, raffled off so it's a full 16 player uh team yeah yeah uh so it's 36 players at the moment 15 are signed up as of yesterday um so yeah i'm really looking forward to it last year it was great this year taking on the feedback it's going to be better um i'm hoping to run some sort of evening entertainment as the evening whether it's a pub quiz or something more complicated i haven't decided yet but again going into the kind of secrets 
um, into the specialist tournament type things, one of the things I'm trying to do is push a little bit more creativity from people. I did it last year, and um, I had a Wordsmith Award for the best story written about team. Oh, that seems, that seems love very that. you. Yeah, yeah people, people love that. And I've actually... Before I released the rule pack for this tournament, people had started emailing in their stories for their team for this <laughs> year. That's it's, so good. It's crazy, but it, people just seem to love it. They're really behind it. Um, I don't know whether you guys have read Death on the Pitch, the Black Library De- uh, Blood Bowl short story anthology. No, I haven't read that one. I've been in touch with all the, the authors from that, and there is a copy currently in um, Nottingham. So every time one of the authors comes in, it's being signed and oh, wow. passed along. So hopefully, um, hopefully the majority of them will get to sign that. If I get it oh. back a little beforehand, then I'm going to try and post it out small. But it's a big, heavy book. Return postage soon adds up on that. So unfortunately, <laughs> I can't post it internationally to everybody. But hopefully the vast majority of authors will sign that and that'll be the award for the wordsmith award that's and a fantastic. few of the authors have said they're looking forward to reading the stories from that too that's cool so is um is it naf sanctioned it is naf sanctioned yeah and is it part of the southwest tournament championships no i think it's part of the wales tournament championships but i think that happens automatically with it being in wales i haven't looked into that Cool, cool, cool. Sorry, I was just, uh, just, just being nosy. Right. No, um, I, I will look into that, actually. Uh, if, if it is, I will publicise it on my social media. Um, so the best way to find information about it is if you search Twitter or Facebook with at Wales Cup, um, you'll either find confused football fans wondering what's going on or you'll find <laughs> uh, information about my Blood Bowl tournament. That's very um, cool. And then again, it's on Talk Fancy Football. Absolutely fantastic. Lovely job. Well, thank you very much, Rob. And we're going to move on to our next topic now. Okay, so the second topic is probably close to everybody's hearts and was really kind of having an exploration into what it is about Blood Bowl that makes the fan base so committed. So why we all love Blood Bowl. Popped a post out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook to just gather some feedback, just to find out what it was um, that people really loved about it. Because I've mentioned it already on this episode. We've mentioned it loads of times. And I know that I think, Rob, you were the first person to. Yeah, you were the first person to mention this to us about the two or three different types of Blood Bowl player. Yeah, I think you were. Did I? Be- oh, this was my what I would like to see the NAF do as far as tournament no, sanctioning this, goes. This, this no? was last year. I'm sure this was last year. I think I'm sure it might not have been you, but I've accredited it to you in my mind. Anyway. <laughs> um, it was definitely if it was a good idea, it was mine. <laughs> definitely, but it was about the fact that there's the the painting element of it, and then there's the playing element of it. Um, and I'm sure you flagged that up uh, when we were talking about Marnabol last last year. Mm. And we yeah, that, that sounds like me. Yes, uh, we developed it to have the story element as well, which really covers league, tournament and hobby. Yeah. So yeah. I put a poll up on Facebook and had hundreds of responses, which was brilliant. And I've got to do a little shout out to a uh, multiple award winning painter and local player, Ian, who, bless his little heart, ticks every single box. Uh, you guys can probably see <laughs> did, in, in the show notes, his, <laughs> his little face is in all of them. Um, I did notice that. I wondered whether it was a mistake. I thought it was like a Milton thing again. Yeah, yeah. So there's a couple of absolutely brilliant ones here that people have um, have added in the poll. Uh, the first and my favourite one is uh, one chap 
um, has put the girls is the reason they <laughs> <laughs> so I put a post that say why do you all love Blood Bowl doing some prep from an upcoming episode we're now there and we'd really like to know what it is about Blood Bowl that lights your game of fire pop as many reasons as you like and tell us all about it below and yes some guys put the girls many people have put masochism um, <laughs> <laughs> so we've had some great comments so we'll, we'll read through a couple of them but I'm really pleased for the outcome so 93 at the top is leagues and 91 is the actual game slash rules slash puzzle. Yeah. And the third one is the models. So less votes for the models, but there you go. The top three, you've got your leagues, you've got the game, and you've got the models, which I is think, utterly the trifecta of really is. I, I think you're missing something there. I think it's sort of too obvious to see almost, but the community. Oh, yeah, none, the none of those. None, okay, is, is that on the list? But I don't think any oh, yeah. of those things would happen if it wasn't for the community. Absolutely. It goes leagues, the game. The models, the community, then it's yep. then it gets a bit mixed in. What I find interesting though is that the models is three, the painting is six. Yeah, I think if you if you bundle them together, so the painting, the models, the hobby side, you've got tournaments kind of split there. Just, and drinking beer got sixteen, which was fantastic. <laughs> um, the the meta list writing, I can see you voted for that one, Rob. Uh, and of course, Leap is in there, but only six votes, which is very disappointing. Um, I think that's about 2% of the total votes were for Leap. So that's, uh, that either shows that everyone's not on their game or they're actually focusing on giving us proper information on this one. I don't think I've ever leapt. <laughs> what? I, I, don't I don't think I've... I ever have. I mean, I've oh. played Human Skaven and Halflings. So if you want to see. What Leap... am I supposed to leap? If you want to see Leap go wrong, um, I recommend to any of our listeners out there, go watch episode two of season one of Seven Super <laughs> Series. Um, and you will see Lewis, pilot, our Wood Elf team, and he shows you how to not use Leap. Very well. I'd Bless like. his heart. He did not do very well. So, yes, I'm really pleased to see that actually Leagues, the game and the models, and of course the community, which you're exactly right, Rob, rounds it all up, were the top reasons. I was really hoping for an outlier, but actually... It's it's league, so the story, your franchise, it's it's, it's that's, that's it's, massive for me. That yeah, it's massive for everybody, and it makes it really interesting. So the other episodes, one or two episodes ago, we spoke about uh, match play and sevens leagues. Yes, yeah, and it was about actually, can you fit that element in there and still have a competitive gaming environment in something as small as sevens, where things are more volatile? And it was really difficult to shoehorn it in because. The feel of a league and the competitive game of the, of a tournament are really so very different. Mm, they really are. And it just makes... That, I think, is why people love Blood Bowl, is because it's not one game. No. It's, it's two games, and it's the game outside the game, mm. which is your list building, your modelling, your buying things, your painting mm. things, you're not painting things, you're writing stories for it, um, doing spreadsheets. Like there's uh, there's so much outside of the game that just means that you can still be playing, you know, you can still be playing when you're not playing. And now we've we're very lucky that actually there's a lot of things to watch and listen to. There's loads of Blood Bowl podcasts. There's not there's loads of uh, people streaming Blood Bowl too. Mm. There's not a lot of gameplay of actual models. I think we're probably doing the best um, series out there at the moment for for actual tabletop Blood Bowl because it's it's very hard to film and make interesting. Um, so yeah, Rob, for you, man, what what is your what's your huckleberry? What's what is it about Blood Bowl that you that you really love? If I if I had to pick one thing, I I, I think the community element to it, it's 
it there's there's lots of other things I like about it. I think I think it's quite a good small game that you can carry around easily, throw on table and play. It's relatively cheap compared to other games that I was playing when I stopped playing them, start playing more Blood Bowl, but it, it's the community, it's the other people around me, it's the, I mean, whilst I've been talking to you guys, I've, the local chat's been going with different things happening in it. It's <laughs> It seems to encourage other people to play, and I, I love that. You know, a guy messaged me um, just after the league started saying there was very little in life that brought him more joy than playing in the league. I thought, yeah, that's possibly a bit dramatic but you know <laughs> won't be passing that one along to his wife but still it's you know i i i get that i i really enjoy it. you know with with the whole kind of league play particularly my guys have different backstories i know who they are and what they are when one of them dies it, it means something to me and i don't necessarily get that with something like 40k or um some of the other games i've played before so I think yeah. it, it's Blood Bowl kind of gets under my skin a lot more for whatever reason than a lot of other games. I think it's that kind of mix of the story and the community and it's the kind of whole sports role play thing. I mean, so, it's, it's, I don't know if you got a chance to look at some of the comments I pasted into our show notes, but you picked up on a, on a whole bunch of them there. I, I mean, deliberately didn't read the comments because I didn't want to parrot <laughs> any of them by accident. So straight there, both down were straight in there saying it's a sports role-playing game, and that's their their, their favourite thing. But you yeah. also picked up on this, easy to get into with only 11 to 16 minis to paint up. Um, and they're genuinely relatively cheap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. T- 20 yeah, quid for a box. Yeah, that's it. You, you can make it as expensive or as cheap as you want, really, can't you? Yeah. And, and I think one of the big things as well is that if you've got a, a good league together, then people don't mind if you proxy minis at all. No. You know what? We had a comment about that as well. Which was, I like, so this was from, uh, I think this was from Mike Davies, actually. Um, uh, I like the count as mo- modelling opportunities. Basically use whatever figures you like as long as they're clear for the opponent. Now. Well, that's it, that's it. Well, Ray, who played in The Secret Carnage, um, he's got a 3D printer. A relatively oh, cheap one. And he, he found some sort of multi-part, 3D printable, little rockmen type figures. So he's printed them out. 3D modelled some spikes into different places on different ones, so it's easy to see which the positionals are. And he's got this sort of Lava Man team, which look really cool. And he's going to run them as Chaos or whatever yeah. else. Whatever. But yeah, again, it's it's that kind of he's playing the game his way, and it's I love that. It's that like, I, I I couldn't agree more. And that that's the third part, which is the modelling, and yeah. you know, which which feeds into everything else. I mean, Rich, you've done a fantastic job with your not dark elves. But you've taken a bunch of models you really like and you've found a team that relates to them and now you get to play Blood Bowl with a with a franchise that's just yours. And actually, that's amazing. You don't get to do that in a lot of other games for a reasonable amount of money, a reasonable amount of effort. And now you're in a position where you've, you've got that team sorted and you can move on to the next project or yeah. whatever and, and you can just build up a portfolio of great projects. Yeah, that's it. And it's... Yeah. It is just so simple to do, isn't it? And even like the likes of Reaper. Reaper, like, like oh, I think yeah. most of us now have some sort of Reaper model. Yeah, we went down teams. the rabbit hole as we did, didn't we? We really did. But then I, my um, Undead Pirates, the two zombie ogres, the vampire and the banshee, all came from Reaper. And I think it cost me about £15 for all <laughs> yeah. four models. Now, you try and find two ogre models that are going to cost 
what is it? I think it was about eight quid between the two of them. Um, I did. You could use the guys I use my treatment, who are again from Reaper. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, like, um, like a games workshop. No, that's 40 quid. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. And you're looking at it kind of going, nah. Or 80 pounds if you want to treat them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just insane. And I know there's a, a sector of the community who is very anti anything that's not an obvious fantasy football miniature being put on the Blood Bowl team, Blood Bowl pitch, uh, particularly if it's Sigma related. Or World War II related. Or World War II related. I'm not a fan of things that aren't fantasy but that's just me i don't think there's a lot out there that that isn't fantasy that is expansion i've seen some like i can't remember who it was but it is like a post-apocalyptic team and if someone wants that if someone's playing with that then you know if that's your thing go for it but it's it's not mine all right what do you think about the little chibi monster teams then like with the little penguins and the little dragons yeah again (laughs) it's not a team i'm gonna own but Again, there's so much scope in Blood Bowl for all that kind of different level of creativity. Just because it's not my thing doesn't mean it's not someone else's. Exactly, and because it's a board game, you can have it, and as long as it's clearly labelled, you can roll with it. I mean, my favourite thing is the Lego team. Oh, I was going to say exactly the same thing. The Lego some, someone, team I saw once was bloody brilliant. It's just so good. Some, someone asked me, um, with relation to Carnage Cup, you know, what were the rules on kind of proxying things? I say, well, basically, you could turn up with a chess team, you know, a load of chess men, the different people being different positionals, it would work. As long as I they're don't... clearly labelled. Yeah. Your I, opponents I, it, know what they're playing against. It's all yeah, good, isn't I, it? It, it wouldn't genius. be my favourite team to play against. But, you know, by the time you've got a chess set, you've probably got enough position, enough positionals in there and a load of pawns with alignment. You could definitely run a human team anyway. You could definitely um, run a human team. Yeah. Yeah. Queen Jeroga, job done. Yeah. Um, um, so there's a couple of other really great comments. Um, this is one of my favourite ones, which was some uh, JW Paints minis. Oh. Because this is how I kill elves. That was my favourite. <laughs> I, I thought you'd like that one. Uh, but it's list, I've, I've listed three that were my favourites, oh. and it is number one. <laughs> what were the other ones you had on there? Um, William Lee, A Game of Thugs, but played by Gentleman. I like that one as well. I like that one. Yeah. And yeah. the other one was from Porter Sorter. The fact that both players are really battling Nuffle more than each other. Oh, it's so true. <laughs> and it's like, I've never really thought about it until you look at that and you're like, it's right. That was a continuation comment, though. The rest of his comment was that uh, you can put as little or much effort into, uh, you can put as little or as much as you want into it. You can spend as much time as you like painting 16 guys and whatever you do is fine. You can play to win or just play the game or you can lose yourself deep into the meta. And the fact both players are battling Nuffle is perfect. Yeah, I, is exactly I, I paraphrase. I have to admit. No, 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 no. But the point is that actually he picked out that thing, which is really true. But everything else he said completely aligns up with what we've mentioned and what everyone yeah, else really is picking does. up on. You know, um, easy to get into with only eleven to sixteen guys. Um, and there's a there's a couple here which I, this is actually Milton from my local club. Partly because no two games are ever the same. Each game has its unique up and down moments, and nothing's more satisfying than making an impossible play happen. But mostly, I love Blood Bowl because <laughs> because you're an enabler. That was directed to me, and, <laughs> and, and I'm a plastic crack addict. Uh, laughing face, uh, and he is. And honestly, that is another problem: is that the team entry is is so low that you can have a bunch of teams. You can have yeah. six teams for the same cost as a small army in Sigma. And oh my gosh, chaps, Blood Bowl 7s is even worse. Yeah, it really is. Like, it's just insanely bad. But I suppose the other thing with having multiple teams is different teams, you know, 
if I play my Skaven, I know I can win games with them. If I play my half elves, my half elves, my halflings, I, I know <laughs> there's a chance. There, uh, yeah, I have. I have already started thinking about it in that three seconds. Um, if I play my halflings, I know that I'm probably not going to get anywhere near winning. So, so there's, depending on what I'm going to do, it gives me a different level of competitiveness I can choose from. And Does that make sense? Different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Each, I, I can choose to be competitive or not. It's 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 very similar to, to deck building in, in something like Magic. Um, uh, I've got a couple of other comments here. One's from Kyle, and Kyle is a fantastic guy who has helped with um, the Seven Super Series. Uh, puts D&D and football together. Also, the simplicity of it, even my kids can pick it up real quick. It's so yeah. true. It really is true. And Randall and now Mason. Mason's picking yeah. up a, a testament to it. And you can make Blood Bowl as simple or as difficult as you want to make it. And with the, the entry level, you can give, there you go, those players have got dodge, those players have got block. Yeah, there's but, basics. Going back to the previous segments about the specialist tournaments, there's no reason why you couldn't have a tournament aimed at children where you stripped out a load of the otherwise basic rules, just have one or two skills. You know, you could do that yeah, with Blood Bowl, and it'd still be Blood Bowl. It just sounds like a perfect environment for Blood Bowl 7s, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, there's another great comment, which I think is absolutely bang on, uh, which was from the Tackle Zone. I like how much the game can hurt your soul. And that is from literally rolling a bunch of ones and having your opponent roll a bunch of sixes, and also from playing League. And I know we've said this hundreds of times, but if you want your kids to learn about loss, get them playing Blood Bowl in a League. <laughs> Get them to build up a player, get them to love that player, and then kill it. Yeah. And I guarantee they'll learn some life lessons. Oh, won't they just? And I think the fact yeah. that I've been playing Blood Bowl since I was seven years old is probably why I'm so dour as a human being. <laughs> it's because word. I've been there. I've had hundreds of my favourite friends just murdered by ogres. And uh, yeah. <laughs> keeps me awake at night. I've, I've got some players I'm a little bit scared to put on the pitch anymore. Oh, it's yeah. so horrible. You just end up yeah. with teams that you're just like, I don't want to bring the team out because they will just die. I genuinely yeah. panic when playing with my renegades in case someone kills my minotaur. Oh, that nearly happened, didn't it? It very nearly um, happened. I think, and your goblin. Your goblin's the one. My goblin's my, my underrated star player on that team. The goblin does a great job. He really does. Yeah. Two heads, I'm two plus the- dodging everywhere. Two die uphill, process. <laughs> brilliant. So those are just a few of our thoughts about why Blood Bowl is so great. And with the fantastic response from the community, we can see that actually everybody feels the same way, is that there is simply just too much to love. You've got all the angles. You've got the stuff of the painters. You've got the stuff of the brewers, the rule writers. The, you know, let's face it, Rob, when it comes to planning tournaments and leagues, we're basically dungeon masters. Uh, yeah, it, it, get, it gets that dungeon master right. Let's build some narrative. Let's build a let's build a game for people to play in. Yeah, well, like, I I do the dungeon mastering when I do do it for our local group. Yeah. Um, hasn't happened in a while, but oh, you know, it it is it is the same kind of thing as that. You know, you you have to put a lot of effort into beforehand, but it's definitely worth it. It is so good, and and it comes back to your favorite thing, which is building that community, and and you do have a almost a, a self-perpetuating thing that comes alive and lives outside of you know it becomes there's some greater than its parts in every way yeah and that's whether you run a tournament uh because you, you, it's weird but you do come away from a tournament and every tournament has its own identity this feeling mm. of being there the climate the meta the teams the participants 
every tournament has its own feel, its own identity. So its own mini culture, isn't it? And we had this with Marnable, so we've been to two, and each one felt different. Yeah, really good. I think in a way, though, the tournament doesn't have that, then it's probably not going to be the tournament you remember, the tournament you talk about, and the tournament you go back to. I think you're exactly right. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's why having that unique selling point for a tournament is really important. Yeah. Whether it's um, whether it's the the story element which you've built with secret going into Carnage, uh, yeah. or or just the setting which is you know so Bonehead Bowl the setting speaks for itself. You know it's just absurd blood bowl. Yeah. Sevens again, there was a setting there. When it comes to Beachhead next year, um, we've got it set on the coasts on the cliff tops of Albion. And your your teams are playing for one of two sides that are trying to control the island and the winner of the cup gets to choose. But as far as your coach is concerned, he doesn't care. He just wants to go and win money. Have he you is. mentioned the date for that yet? Because I need to write that date down. Uh, yeah, so we did a post uh, last week for our tournaments. But our first one, like Rich mentioned earlier, is the 8th of February, which will be our first tournament of the year. And I'm hoping we'll be involved in at least one linked tournament series. But we will see about that. Mm, that'll be good. We will see about that. So um, I think that covers everything we've got written down. There was a bunch more comments there. So anybody who did write in and tag and comment, thank you so much for being involved and for sharing your um, your views. And hopefully everybody who said something has uh, has had a good, has heard someone else say the same thing, shall we say. Yep. So let's go on to the last bit. Let's go on to our star player of the episode. Okay, so it's star player time. So star player for the episode, we have gone for Skitter Stab Stab, the Skaven stabbing chap. Uh, the reason we've gone for it is because uh, according to the NAF World Cup Twitter, it, he is, it is, they are, she is, the top taken star player for the World Cup. I know that the, the Glarts were right up there as well. But thanks to Underworld being insanely popular at the World Cup because of the way the tournament build lies. Okay, yeah. Uh, and it's themed around Underworld. They've got their own team come out for it as well. So, uh, of course they do. Which is really yeah. cool. Uh, so I think, think if so, you play Underworld, you can get the team early to get it yeah, to get out of the yeah, World Cup, which is which really cool. Is, that's so cool. I think 60-something coaches took yeah. it. It's a nice um, team too, that one. Which is, I don't know, maybe, maybe a fifth of the teams, a fifth of the squads have taken it, which is really cool. And yeah, they're Tier 3 in the World Cup, which means they get an absolute ton of skills right. and you know that's a great build so skitter stab stab we have got uh he can play for skaven or underworld um 160 movement nine strength two edge four armor seven so gutter runner, gutter runner. yeah okay yeah. gutter runner there he's got loner standard for a star player dodge standard for a gutter runner then it gets interesting prehensile tail shadowing and stab i love this so it's such yeah. a cool build now first things first 160k is 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 cheap? That's loot grip level. Yeah, it? yeah, it is loot grip. Right? That is actually yeah. a useful amount of money. It's more than a special weapon. It's more than the hundred throwaway. Do I get a reroll or do I get a chainsaw? Mm-hmm. This is actually. I, I looked player. at this earlier. Um, I don't really play much Underworld, but Skaven. I can fit him into a one million build Skaven tournament team. Um, taking he'll be the twelfth player, and I get a reroll. So. Oh, so you drop a couple of rerolls. Yeah, I yeah. basically drop kind of two rerolls from the normal and the pocket three. Yeah. Pocket three. Ugh, I can't pronounce that word. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the doctor, the plague doctor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and that's five gutter runners, two blitzers, and a thrower. Yeah. Well, I hope you're listening, Rich. 
<laughs> Five you know, gutter runners is probably my favourite positional in the entire game. I I'd love almost them. I'm almost there with you. I've had a bit of a change of heart recently, which is pro elf catchers. Um, because when I run them on seven super series, I'm tempted to take a team of three pro off catchers because they've got nerves. So you can build them into throwers, and then you just got four guys that ignore tackle zones with movement eight, edge four, strength three. Oh, yeah, that's very good. Yeah, I know. That, that's hello. That's my build next year. But yeah, so this guy, <laughs> uh, he's got stab. So he's strength two. He's got dodge, which is slight protection. Mm-hmm. You can get that stab either on a blitz, or you, I really wouldn't recommend putting him on the line. No, no, no. But if no. you do, if you do deploy him in a base contact with someone, he has got shadowing and prehensile tail. So they get minus one to dodge away anyway, mm-hmm. because prehensile tail will trip him up. Yep. So if he stabs and fails, they can either punch him, which is what they're probably going to do. Yep. To be fair, it's a smart choice. Yeah, but say you chuck a guy with guard next to him, he protects him or something like that. Yep. Um, he gets that opportunity to stab. They dodge away at minus one, which you know it, it's going to affect the edge three players. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's got shadowing, so he can follow up anyway. And with movement nine, he's, it's almost guaranteed every time. And Rich is exactly right. Movement nine. So this guy can be an assassin, but he can also be a fantastic scoring opportunity yeah. without you suffering that absolute heart-wrenching thing that is a, the loss of a gutter runner, mm. um, which sounds like you've probably been through as well, Rob. Uh- uh, I've not lost one of my skilled at ones, but that's partly because I'm a bit too Ooh. scared to play my skilled at ones. Yeah, I lost my 200 and something TV one uh, earlier in the season, but fortunately I've got a second edge five one in, in reserve. So it's fine. Yeah, I, I've lost. Edge, I've lost yeah, matches true. because I've refused to put. I've refused to put my best skill on the table. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's better to lose that match than lose that ball. Sometimes. So um, I believe you guys have both played with him recently. I have on BB two. I haven't actually played with him. I painted. I was. I was painting oh. him before you let me know. No. Yeah. So why, why are you painting him up? Is this to run as part of your scaven team in the future, or just because? Um, it's a cool... The the league is trying to build up a library of star players we can lend out for a small fee, so we can use that to buy other star players. But That's such a good idea. Oh, uh, a really good idea. Yeah. Eventually, we'll attempt to get all of them but but no I just there was a made to order a while back with some of the Skaven stuff from the past yeah and one of those reached out to me and said oh yeah I can be skitter scab stab so I got it (laughs) and it was sat in my painting box for a while and I was fed up of painting halflings Uh, I've got the Iron Golem halfling team and they're beautiful wonderful models and they're really detailed and they're tiny and they're a bit scary to paint. I, I just don't know whether I can do them justice. So you just I keep... wanted to paint something brown. Well, I, I paint my Skaven purple because I'm an idiot. But yeah, um, so purple flesh. And then all my star players have purple um, paint scheme. So they all look like they're star players and different to everyone else. Um, so yeah, I just decided to paint one up. That's like, cool. Yes. So, so Rich, you've used him in games recently. I have, and I used him almost like the way you just said. So my, both of my blitzers have got guard. Ah, oh, brilliant. And so on kickoff, I used him at the front. The free stab's fine. But I always had a blitzer either side of him. So if someone wants to do it, you're looking at at least strength three, if not a strength four block. And I suppose if you go with the stab first, if it doesn't go wrong, if it doesn't go right, you can mop up with those blitzers. Exactly. Yeah. So I can still push someone away and he doesn't get taken out. And and that's pretty much how I use them. I, I put them into a position 
particularly with the um, the shadowing, provided it, it worked out still that I could still get that that benefit from um, the the guard blitzer, then I can still move him around and still take a pop shot at someone, even if you're looking at a and walk on a on AB nine. If you can still get through that armor on ten with a stab, it's so one in six chance of doing that with an armor nine guy. See, that's not horrendous. It's worth a pop. I mean, he's a star player, so if it goes wrong, you don't. Okay, you've lost uh, 160 in inducements, but it's not going to affect your team. No. But it does still give you movement nine, edge four, dodge. You've still got that opportunity there to be able to win the game with him if necessary. Yeah. And if we could take secret weapons like stab, I would take a cutter runner in my in my scaven team. Just run it with stab all the time. And just all yeah, the time. Just run it with stab. Yeah, and just have fun. I know they had weeping dagger, didn't they? Once they, they still do. Technically, do yeah. Um, depending on which rule set you're using. Man, with, with movement nine, shadowing is almost automatically successful yeah. against most people. That's ridiculous. It's crazy, yeah. And it's just going to apply those... Um, if you put him on a ball carrier, the ball carrier tries to dodge away, he's stuffed. Mm. He's got to dodge, and then this guy's he's just got to dodge forever, because he's following. Every time. Yeah. On, 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 on um, movement nine as well. <laughs> so, so for 160k, you get an opportunity at removal, you get yeah. a scoring player, yeah. and you get a marking player. Who would make a pretty good safety? Yeah, he would. That sounds like a really good all round it's sort of really good toolbox. Um shadow is a great yeah. Great. I suppose the disadvantages to him are in league play, he's gonna be soaking up a lot of your star player points. Yeah, yeah from up, from taking yeah. people out and from scoring. Um and and the other thing is his rules aren't the simplest. You've got shadowing Prehensile tail can trip me up sometimes for some reason, and um, stab. stab. They're, they're they're not they're yeah. not rules you come across every day, so they can be confusing. So so I've seen people where they've got rules they don't necessarily know particularly well because it's on the star player they haven't played before. It's cost them games before, so you do have that slight risk. Yeah, but if you're taking a star player with those rules. You would hope that the person taking them would clue themselves up a bit better. Yes. On yeah. those rules. So you, if you're using them and you haven't used it correctly, then you've almost got yourself to blame. And then yeah, you've definitely. Got an interesting situation where then you've got Glance Smasher Junior, who's 50k more, uh, 7438 uh, Claw Juggernaut Block. He would take up some Kaz, but he wouldn't necessarily take your scoring. Um, but he is 50k more. He's a great little one to take, isn't he? Yeah. In a tournament build, uh, 50k more is very near the stab stab and the extra re-roll than glass smash rip. Yeah, I mean, in a tournament build, he gives you... Well, you're not worried about developing your own players. Uh, I mean, ideally, you want to develop your own players to be that scoring element as well, mm. but it gives you that extra scoring opportunity and, you know, a little bit of a dodgy removal. But yeah, quite an interesting yeah. player. I'm not surprised that there's quite a lot taken at the, um, at the World Cup because for Underworld, it gives you a gutter runner. And if you play against a soft, it gives you the opportunity to take out one of their star players mm. just with a straight knock, which is really, really cool. That wraps up everything for our main content for today. Rob, thank you ever so much for joining us and for hiding in your car, taking the call from us. <laughs> Um, uh, my wife just texted they're banging on the walls so I think they may be alerting someone that alerting her that someone's stealing the car but hey 
Uh, Rob, was there anything you wanted to mention uh, before we said goodbye? Uh, no, just uh, North Wales Carnage Cup. If you have any questions about it, uh, feel free to reach out. So, again, we'll be sure. social media. Yeah, for some reason, the email address is BB Carnage. Am I back? Yeah, we lost you for a bit there. Um, Sorry, that's all right, mate. We will. Uh, so we'll put the. Uh, so we'll put the information for the North Wales Carnage Cup in our show notes, um, sure. so that uh, anybody near um, Wrexham is it? Sorry, it's Dim Wrexham. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Can pop along. And what was the date for that one again? Twenty uh, third and twenty fourth November. Lovely. So you know what's over a month before Christmas. There's no excuse. <laughs> fantastic well rob thank you ever so much for joining us uh, it's been a pleasure to have you and hopefully we'll have you back again sometime and if we don't speak before i hope the tournament goes well thank you um, very much for having me no brilliant thanks for your time that is it for us today thank you everyone for joining us and um yeah see you next time don't forget two heads aren't always better than one